Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to another super awesome mix. My name is Matt Sidholm alongside my co-host and co-founder of Super Awesome Mix, Samer Abu Salbi. Samer, how are we doing this week? Doing real well. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Wonderful. We're officially in the spring. We're past like daylight savings time. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, right. the, the year's yes. moving forward quickly. It really is. Um, I'm still salty as I am every year about having an hour stolen from me in sleep, um, but it's okay. <laughs> You'd think after after 37 years of living on this planet where we do this thing every single year, I would get used to it, but nope, I am not. Yeah. Well, shout out to the good people of Arizona who just completely ignore it altogether. <laughs> right. <They're, laughs> like, they're Arizona's the just layers. like, yeah, Arizona's just like, we're good. No, nah, just leave our <laughs> clocks as they are. You guys adjust. <laughs> I want to personally do that. I think I'm just going to, I'm just not going to. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? Like, how I'm about not that? Just recognize nah. that this happened, right? And just <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> just get really what mad are, at everyone like, else. Somehow, a whole state, one state out of all of them, has managed to do this. And, and there's really, like, what is the downside? What has Arizona lost? Like, nothing. <laughs> Right. <laughs> really strange. Right, well, that's awesome. But, we can, but you uh, know, yeah, I mean, Samer, but, you know, sometimes groups break up, right? Which leads us to our theme this week, where, where one right? kind of pulls away from the rest. I mean, we were just talking about Arizona, but today we're going to talk about bands and breakaways. And this, this was kind of your brainchild, so I'll let you, let you describe it. Right, yeah. So I was realizing that... Um, a, it's like a really cool way to discover new bands, right? Because you can be like, oh, right, like this, you know, these key members of this group went and started another group. And it turns out I love this other group. <laughs> um, so then you can discover this whole discography, you know, of, of like another group. Um, B, I'm just really setting the stage for whenever I break away from the Super Awesome Mix podcast, <laughs> right? And, and go launch a really successful, uh, I mean, this has been successful, but I'm talking, sure. you know, just $200 next million, level. Dollar, next level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and like, leave like you beyond, behind. And, right. beyond and Joe be, Rogan money. Right. Exactly. And then you'll be in the documentary being like, yeah, man, I worked with him and uh, <laughs> you can no, talk I about knew him. You know, he stopped, he stopped returning my calls. I thought <laughs> I, I knew something was up. And then I saw yeah. his name pop up with his own podcast, and right. that's when I knew it was over. You but, know? you know, and the then... good news is is that, like, 10 years will pass, and then we'll do a reunion, and, like, people will love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. I got people it all People will out. love that. You're going to be the yeah. Ryan Seacrest to my Brian Dunkelman, okay, from season <laughs> one of American Idol. Oh, man. People I forget. Know. There were two hosts on that show. And right? Then, yeah. 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 And he just got eaten his that was it <laughs> the bigger well, shark won that 
he has said that he like didn't want to be a part of it and thought it was kind of mean that what the, the way they treated certain people. So he kind of took a stance on it. But I, I think part of that also was like did not realize it was going to be just such a mega hit, right? right. And so that's right. when, yeah, looking back, probably kicking himself, you know? Just, yeah, maybe just a little. <laughs> um, maybe just a but little. But hey, let's... <laughs> Let's get into this mix here. So we, we've done another 24-song uh, mix, and the way that we, we set this up is that each of us picked two songs from two bands uh, that shared an artist, or at least a, at least one, right? Sometimes it's, it's a handful of them. Uh, so we'll be introducing the songs two at a time, and then, um, yeah, hopefully you, know, hopefully you can discover some new bands, discover some new music. This was actually a lot of fun, as I always say, for me to write through the notes, but I really enjoyed this. <laughs> Uh, and at least the way I took my notes is, is just kind of hearing the similarities, the differences, and, and then I, I tend to kind of pick one that I that I really like or, or prefer out of the two, but enjoyed all of these. So with that, I'm going to start us off uh, with your picks. So you went with House of the Rising Sun by The Animals and Spill the Wine by Eric Burden and War. Yes, and the common theme here is the man himself, Eric Burden, uh, who you know, brings his vocals to the animals and then also joins war for an album. And they have a big hit with spill the wine. Um, I love these two songs, right? They're very different songs. And I think that's why I wanted to highlight them as just like Eric Burden's voice is, is incredible. And I think the fact that there's a super like sad song, this haunting song with house of the rising sun. And then this just kind of super cool chill song with spill the wine and it's the same singer for both, right? And and I yes. just thought that was so cool the way he can do that vocally. So um, yeah, just a couple. And this is this is a throwback. I mean, the animals were in the I believe in the '60s. Spill the wine came out I believe in the '70s. So this, these these are oldies, but but definitely goodies. Yeah, I have good news and bad news on this one. The good news is oh, that no. I absolutely <laughs> love House of the Rising Sun. The bad news is that I didn't listen to the rest of the mix because I just kept playing this on repeat. So <laughs> now, had so you hope... never heard had you never heard the song before? House of the Rising Sun? No, I have. Yeah, but um, okay, okay. But you know, it's like one of those where it's like you you've heard it and then like you just it's not one of the ones that necessarily is on the radio or people are talking about. Right. And then like you you hear it again, and you're like, oh my god, I forgot just how amazing this song is. <laughs> it's like it is. It's, yes. It's so good. Um, but you're absolutely right. Like the other one is is very different. I had never heard of, um, you know, I, I didn't hear "Spill the Wine" the song. Really liked it, and it's rare, honestly, that I like songs that are kind of like spoken. He's just kind of like reading the lyrics, but yeah. I think it works really well. It, it, and you're right. I think it's his voice. I think that's that's the magic of it. Yeah, totally. Like that's really what stood out to me. Or that's what's always stood out to me. And the animals have a number of other hits and. You know, uh, War by themselves have a number of hits, but I think this this album they did with Eric Burden was also uh, pretty well received. So, um, so yeah, good stuff all around. Um, now, for your first picks, you went with um, you picked Invincible by Tool and The Outsider by A Perfect Circle. Yes. Um... <laughs> So I, I hope you listened to all 12 minutes and 44 seconds of <laughs> Invincible. <laughs> you didn't skip. I did. Not even one I did. second. Nice. Good, good. Um, 
Yes, I just saw Tool in concert, so I wanted to pick them. Um, and of course, the the con- you know the the link between these two bands is Maynard James Keenan, who is just like the vocalist and kind of like a brilliant musician. Um, this song is off of their most recent album, 2019 Fear Inoculum. It is yeah, nearly 13 minutes long, and actually that whole album is just like a 75 minute long meditative act. I mean, it'd be kind of like if you asked for someone to write yoga music, but with like just a grunge <laughs> metal deep tone like <laughs> genre. Um, that would be that album uh, because they all kind of follow this formula of like there's these really long preambles and then just like a lot of noise and then it goes back to being quiet and and you can just lose yourself to it. It's it's almost like metal trance. It's really interesting. Um, so I had to include it. If you've never listened to a Tool album, this last one is, is really fascinating in that regard. And the concert was just absolutely amazing um, for all the same reasons. Like I, I really found myself digging the visualizations and the music. And then a perfect circle is kind of like what I what I call the radio friendly version of Tool. You know, it's like the much more accessible version <laughs> of, of James Keenan's music because um, it's not twelve minutes long. You know, it's just like three or four minutes long, but it still rocks really hard. Uh, this song in particular, I believe, made you know it even kind of was like a crossover hit uh, in terms of like not just necessarily being on the rock station, but also getting some like pop play. So. This is, um, these are two bands, yeah, that I absolutely adore, and I love The Outsider. It's on my running playlist because it just hits so hard, especially near the end. It's great stuff. So, yeah, when I look down and Invincible's like two minutes in and there hasn't been a word spoken, I'm like, ah, where are we going with this? You know, I wasn't familiar with the song. And then I was like, oh, we've got 12 and a half more minutes. Okay, so let me just settle in here. <laughs> but, I, you know, I thought it was remarkable. It almost felt like four different songs at once. Like it would kind of come together in a different way, like at different parts. And, yeah, I mean, after hearing you say that you just saw them live, what is the live version of that song like? Is, it, is there more to it? Do they go on and on or do they even play it live? They, so this was actually their closing song, and and I got to say they play all of their songs like exactly like the album version. Okay, uh, okay. And and their drummer is amazing. Uh, their drummer is absolutely like insane because a lot of I think like the drum is a, a lot of the the magic of of Tool songs, um, the sound of it. So yeah, they will play. They played literally every single second of these songs. They didn't shorten them. They didn't you know necessarily like, lengthen them all, but they played them with again these really trippy visualizations right behind them uh that takes over the entire stage so you kind of just again lose yourself to it like you literally lose yourself to the music and um Mm -hmm. it's it's quite an experience all in all they they do both the audio and the visual really well it's great i had a lot of fun that's cool that's cool and i agree with you like a perfect circle like that that song the outsider was much more I guess accessible in the sense that it it was a little more you're into it and you're out of it, right? Like like a standard kind of rock song, but it's interesting. But but there were some similarities from the sound. Like you know, you could tell that there was a similar influence on both, but but two very different songs. So nice job pairing these together. Nice. All right, tracks five and six. Mister Telephone Man by New Edition, and one of the greatest songs of all time, Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe. That's right. Belle of DeVoe, I mean, obviously Poison, like you said. I mean, it's just a, a monster hit. Everybody knows yes. this song. It, it's lasted for years and years, decades now, right? Um, but prior to that, um, Belle of DeVoe, okay, Ricky Bell, Michael Bivens, Ronnie DeVoe, they were all part of New Edition, which was 
quite the R&B supergroup. And these guys were like 11 and 12 years old when they were in New Edition. And so it was those three. And then originally it was Bobby Brown. Yes, that Bobby Brown. And then Ralph Tresvant. And then Bobby Brown went. He was the first to break off and do solo stuff. And he had a bunch of solo hits. Like Every Little Step was probably his biggest hit. And then they replaced him with Johnny Gill. And if you're familiar at all with early 90s R&B, I mean, Johnny Gill had put out an album that had three or four monster hits on it. Ralph Tresvant went solo, and he had a couple big hits as well. Um, But, of course, um, Belle DeVoe, those three stuck together and, uh, you know, had a really... I mean, this whole album actually had, like, five or six singles that I think charted... Um, but none none bigger than than poison. Yeah. Um, so what I heard you just say now is that there's just no talent in in this group. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> just well, it's so funny because you hear new edition, you hear this song, and right. like most people are going to be like, "What am I listening to?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I but it's worth sense. highlighting because yeah, like I'm like Samra's going to hate this song, but. I knew once I kind of explained to you the background or once you did the research, you'd be like, oh, interesting. No, it is really interesting because I, I agree. Like this song, you're just kind of like, what? Like, what? What is this? <laughs> and also, I, I have to just point out, like, come on, guy, get the hint. She's not she doesn't want to talk to you. You know, like he's complaining this entire thing about Mr. Telephone Man. There's something wrong with my line. When I dial my baby's number, I get a click every time. He just keeps talking about this in all the situations in which he's trying yeah. to reach this person. And so obviously something's wrong with the line. It's like, no, dude, nothing is wrong with your telephone. <laughs> Please get the hint. <laughs> right. But you had to call the telephone company back then, right? right you didn't just realize right. that they had blocked your number or something. <laughs> right. Oh, man. I also love the line that she, quote, ain't got no party line. And I was like, right, party lines. Party lines. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that was another callback. No, it really was. Yeah, I figured I there were there's a few kind of big new new edition hits. But but I threw that one in there just because it's like such a such a time capsule. It is. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, All right. So speaking of. Super group. Well, yeah, they were a super group. I mean, they certainly cranked so. out a number of hits. All right. Tracks, track seven and eight. Okay. You've got Bye Bye Bye, of course, by NSYNC. And then you chose Suit and Tie by Justin Timberlake featuring Jay-Z. Yes. Uh, so obviously Justin Timberlake is the breakaway here from, from NSYNC. And I picked Suit and Tie. Obviously, JT has had a lot of monster hits. Um, but I'm just here for Jay-Z. If Jay-Z is on a track... And I have the option <laughs> to still to still feature the artist in question, and one of them includes Jay Z. I'm I'm gonna pick the Jay Z song, right? Uh, I also really like "Suit and Tie" because it's really catchy. You know, like the whole chorus of like, as long as I got my suit and tie, like you can sing that all day long. Um, but yeah, like "Bye Bye Bye," obviously great breakup song that definitely could have made our get over your mix because it literally is just someone saying bye yeah, to yeah. you know to someone else, and it was also <laughs> featured on. <laughs> On our mix with the Yasmin, so you know a little callback there to bring that back in this mix. But then, yeah, like Justin Timberlake, I mean, he can do it all, right? Like he broke away from this band. He has been so successful. He's hilarious as an actor. Um, can also do a little bit of drama. You know, I feel like I've yeah. seen him in some dramatic roles, and and I've been okay yes, with it. Right? I've, yes. been, I've been impressed with it. 
But he is, I just think he is, yeah, just a super talented guy. And so it's kind of amazing that, you know, he was in in sync. And, and like, I'm not, I don't know what the other guys have done, but he certainly has had an amazing career. <laughs> Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Well, that's what that's kind of the question I wrote down. It, you see new edition where the individual song, like we just talked about, Mr. Telephone Man's not great. Bye 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 is a great song. Yes. Right. But then like the breakaway. Well, these guys all kind of did their own thing. Right. You, you had all these guys from new edition go and, and make hits elsewhere. But like you just said, obviously, Timberlake is out of this world. And then you got the other guys who are recognizable (laughs) but you know they haven't done anything really like nothing right nothing significant uh since then so it's really really pretty interesting it makes you wonder if like he really was was he kind of just carrying the group and then kind of breaks away we're gonna you know (laughs) we may have just tapped into a bunch of angry nsync fans here are gonna shred us to pieces <laughs> hey all right let's hear it let's, let's hear, hear it. it hey in season one i angered hansen fans right right now i'm coming at nsync fans <laughs> right you're absolutely right and we've been paying the price of that hansen thing for for just oh, many many weeks yeah. now yeah <laughs> now i can't go to tulsa i'm not allowed in the city of tulsa oklahoma <laughs> You are missing out, <laughs> let me tell you. All right. It's a, it's a delightful you. town. <laughs> okay. Um, tracks nine and ten. You've got Rudy Can't Fail by The Clash, which I think we've had on a mix before, if I remember correctly, and The Bottom Line by Big Audio Dynamite. Yes. Uh, so Mick Jones is the through line here. So he was a part of The Clash, and... It was about the time that they broke up that he started Big Audio Dynamite. Um, I thought I want I, I highlighted Rudy Can't Fail, and yeah, you're right. I think we might have had that on a previous mix. I'm actually working on a super awesome database of all the mixes to to try to <laughs> you know kind of kind of get people in line there and maybe get ourselves in line as well, right? So right. we could track this stuff. But uh, but yeah, I probably mentioned this the first time we talked about Rudy Can't Fail, but the movie Gross Point Blank features that one when uh, there's this fight at the high school reunion between John Cusack and a, uh, and a hitman who's trying to kill him. Um, so if that doesn't get you to watch it, I don't know what will, but it's a great movie. So definitely worth checking out. And then um, Big Audio Dynamite, just a great rock sound. I, I picked uh, the bottom line because I think it's got kind of a... The guitars kind of reminded me of Duran Duran, so I, I thought that was kind of a cool like sound alike as well. So if you if you're into that sound, maybe you'll you know be, be attracted to this. But but they also had some you know uh, pretty cool songs, some hits along the way as well. But yeah, a couple couple pretty good rock bands here. 
I agree, yeah. And my note on Big Audio Dynamite, the bottom line is two notes. One, this is like an 80s song if I've ever heard one, right? I mean, just <laughs> quintessential 80s sound, so great. And then two, I feel like this could be played in, if it's not already been done, an accounting professor somewhere could play this song, right? And like kick off the kick off the accounting lessons <laughs> All about the bottom line and how important that is. You know, all about the bottom line. Yes, all about the bottom line. It's great. Some, I like these these lyrics. Some accounting here. Like, professor trying to seem cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I can just imagine it. And like half of most of the class isn't going to know what the song is. The other the other half is going to be just like really confused at the sound and like oh my god the eighties and, <laughs> and and this professor is going to be having the time of their life. So that's that's the scene I envisioned as I listened to this song, but. Uh, it's really good you know there's some there's some good questions in here like about you know when you dance to the bottom line nagging questions always remain why did it happen who is to blame um you could you know bring that up in, in a lesson about enron for example like it'd be really interesting <laughs> <laughs> um all right so next up you go with uh another uh another pretty big performer here uh, but you've got bills 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 by destiny's child and you went with Formation by Beyonce. Yeah, I've tried to do kind of like, I, I'm not going to call Formation a deep cut here, right? But I could have gone with, could have gone with other Beyonce songs. But I just really love the song Formation. <laughs> yeah, um, not a deep cut, but not one that like gets played all the time either. You know? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It was, however, played at, at the Super Bowl show that she performed in. So I feel like, yeah, you know. It's it's a grazing, let's call it. It's on a deep cut. <laughs> it's known. It's known. It's, it's a known <laughs> song. Uh, but yes, Destiny's Child, Beyonce, I feel like is another one of these amazing kind of breakaway stories. Um, that's not to say, though, and, and again, within sync as well, like that song is really good, right? Bills, Bills, Bills is so good. And Destiny's Child put out a yeah. lot of amazing music. So credit to them as a group. But then, yeah, Beyonce left and then she just became you know, similar to JT, obviously a lot bigger than JT, but just like a superstar, like a mega, mega superstar. Um, so it's just really incredible, you know, to, again, draw back into where she started of just being a member of a band. And then she goes out and starts a solo career that blows up. But I absolutely love both of these songs. Absolutely love Beyonce. And, you know, I was so happy to play both of them right next to each other. They're great. And and obviously you can hear her singing in, in Bills, Bills, Bills and um, she's just got such an iconic voice. I love it so much. I wonder in situations like this, um, you know, cause on sports teams, right. You, you see it all the time. Like everybody on LeBron James's team knows he's the best player, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if it's kind of clear in these groups, like it was in sync all sitting around going, man, we can't lose Justin or else we're screwed. Right. <laughs> right. Same thing here. Like, and Kelly Rowland has had some hits herself, but yes. are they all sitting there going, you know, if Beyonce leaves, like, well, what are we going to do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder about that too. Yeah. Like there's, there's gotta be some power dynamics at play inside groups like that. Um, it's pretty interesting. I do want to call out some lyrics that made me laugh. So in the, in the song formation, uh, she mentions Bill Gates and apparently um, there's this poll quote that I will, I'll just read verbatim here. So this is Bill Gates talking about being referenced. He says, 
I hadn't realized that she did that until somebody in the office actually sent me a copy of the lyrics and, and I said, are you serious? This is kind of a strange set of words here. I guess it's nice that people consider me successful. I actually haven't met Beyonce. I know Jay-Z. I guess I should do a Bing search and see if there are more uses of my name that I don't know about. <laughs> like, I just, we could do a whole episode breaking down this paragraph of words. Like, I'm... <laughs> a, like... It's not. I guess it's nice people consider me successful. Like you're one of the most successful entrepreneurs of of the modern yeah. world, and like redefined personal <laughs> computing for humanity, <laughs> and, and became oh. a household name. <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> like, if you want to frame it that way, if that's your definition of success, I, sure. I suppose I am successful. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then that he notes he hasn't met Beyonce, but he does know Jay Z. So you know, <laughs> there's. <laughs> Like, there's that. I just love that. And then, of course, bringing in doing a Bing search. I, everything about this quote just blows my mind. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, of course, he's got to plug Bing. Hey, Bill. Okay, I know you're a listener. No one's using Bing. Okay? No, no one. <laughs> However, Quit I would like to pause. trying to force that. I would like to pause here for a moment and thank our sponsors, Bing.com, for, uh, for sponsoring oh, this golly. podcast. Oh, <laughs> golly. You always for tell all... me to read the sponsors before we start recording, and I never do it. Golly. I sent you that memo a hundred times, man. A hundred times. Yeah, <laughs> I apologize I to it, the I sent it to your live email address, and I can't believe you didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think we need to move on, though. We need to move on. Um, tracks 13 and 14. All right. You've got Here Comes Your Man by Pixies and Cannonball by The Breeders. Yeah, Kim Deal is the through line here. Kim Deal was a guitarist for The Pixies, and then uh, her and her twin sister formed The Breeders. So she gets a, gets some vocals from her uh, on The Breeders. But... Um, yeah, it's interesting because she actually started the Breeders before the Pixies had broken up, and and the Breeders have actually come back together and are making new music now. So that that's also interesting when it's like these things start as side projects. Um, right. I, I thought that was kind of funny how it's like, yeah, I'm just working on this thing at night, and it's like this whole new band, and we're gonna put out an album with them, and you've got a whole new record deal, and yes, yeah, I just think that's kind of fascinating. Yeah, but. Pixies, we we featured recently with uh, the song um, "Where's My Mind," right? Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, very different sounding song here. Here comes your man. It was covered in uh, in Five Hundred Days of Summer as well, I believe. There's a um, a cover of it that I knew that song, and then I, I had no idea that the Pixies actually did it. That was my terrible admission here. I was like, oh my god, I know this song, but I know a cover of this song. Um, <laughs> It is very different than that's Where's great. My Mind. It's very different. And, and then yeah, also, very different. Right. And that's yeah. that's what's fascinating, I think, about that. Yeah. And then also to your point of, again, this being a side project, like this song is, I mean, the bass line is like so iconic. I think like if you play yes. two seconds of the beginning of the song, 
everyone's going to know it. Like, if you've heard the song once, you will immediately remember it, you know, for a lifetime because it's just like such an amazing bass line. Uh, and I think it also reminds me, I feel like it was either in Rock Band or Guitar Hero at some point because, like, of you know, it's just, it's great. It's so good to play on, on bass and guitar. So I have a lot of memories associated with playing those games and, and listening to this song. I also really love it because apparently this song was kind of an F you to the Pixies because they got into, like, you know, a bit of a tiff. Um, and so the, the lyrics, uh, here are kind of like pointed back at the, at the Pixies, um, in that regard. All good stuff. Yeah. It, it was about, it was about five years. It seems like it was about five years after they had formed the breeders that they had this big hit with Cannonball. So yeah, that would probably line up because at that point the Pixies had broken up. So right. would, would make sense. Would make sense. Um, okay. So next up you go with. Heart-Shaped Box by Nirvana and Comeback by Foo Fighters. Yeah, I I think we have, you know, I wish we had that database set up and I think it'd be called Spotify, but I don't think we've had a Nirvana track yet on a super awesome mix. Um, but here we are. I don't are. think we have. Yeah, I yeah. thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, here we are with our first Nirvana uh, song. So I went with Heart Shaped Box, which obviously is, is huge by them. Um, I think it's actually one of my favorites by them. You know, a lot of people go with Smells Like Teen Spirit, but this one is just like, I think it's so good. I, I you know, and I, so to go back to the, the theme, Dave Grohl, of course, is the person that is the link between these two. He was a drummer for Nirvana. Then, you know, unfortunately, Kurt Cobain committed suicide. Dave Grohl, like, didn't touch an instrument for a long time and then founded Foo Fighters. And as we've discussed on the show before, literally did all the instrumentation himself, recorded everything and, like, put out his first album. And then later it became a large band with, like, 14 guitarists. Uh, So, um, and Taylor Hawkins (laughs) on the drums, who's also, like, a prodigy on drums. So, anyway, Heart Shaped Box and Come Back. Um, Absolutely love Dave Grohl. I love that he... I mean, I just, I, I, you can again kind of see the influence, right, of of Nirvana and like the grunge movement into Foo Fighters, even as like Foo Fighters began, you know, over the last 15, 20 years now that they've been playing, began to be a little bit more mainstream um, and the rock like became, you know, much more playable and, and stuff like that. But like, this is a long song and it, uh, come back by Foo Fighters. And it, it's one of my favorites. It's probably a kind of a lesser known song. But it has this moment where it literally sounds like the song has ended and it's like silent for two or three seconds. And then it just comes back in so hard and you're like, oh, wow, this is not over yet. And I love it for just that reason. Um, So definitely hit play and like let it run through. I had had that I had that experience with the song because I wasn't familiar with it. And so when it ended or when I thought it ended and then comes back, I thought. You know, it was one of those things where Spotify had just found another song that sounds like this that I might like. Sure. So I was like looking down going, what song is this? And I was like, wait, same song. Okay, here we go. Yep. Um, but no, that was a cool pick. You know, Heart Shaped Box, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I always think of Wayne's World when I hear this song because they did a skit when this first had come out. And... Um, Wayne claims that the song lyrics are, hey, Wayne, I've got a new complaint. And he's like, hey, Kurt Cobain, what's your problem with me? Okay. And uh, anyway, that's what I was that's thinking awesome. when I heard the song. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, track 17 and 18, your picks. You've got Everybody Needs Somebody to Love by the Blues Brothers. Tic-Tac-Toe by Booker T and the MGs. Tell me about these. Yeah, shout out to our friends at Stax Records. Um, Booker T and the MGs uh, came first before the Blues Brothers. And three members of that band, Steve Cropper, Steve Jordan, and Donald Duck Dunn, were later part of the Blues Brothers band and, uh, and were in the movie. So the Blues Brothers, for those that don't know, it started out as a bit on Saturday Night Live. And Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi... Uh, came out and just played music, right? And, and it was like, and they were like legitimate musicians. They could sing and, and Dan Aykroyd could play the harmonica and like they really knew something about music. And uh, that turned into a very successful movie, which if it comes on cable television, I'll probably watch from beginning to end at any point. Um, and they even started touring. Like they really became like just a, a music group off of this. And uh, Dan Aykroyd has kind of kept it going. I don't know if he still does it now, but for, for decades, he was he was still keeping it going even after John Belushi's death. And um, yeah, I just love, uh, you know, these guys were uh, on the bass and the horn section in these two groups. And so Booker T and the MGs, there's no lyrics, right? It's all instrumentals. They're both, they're, they're best known for green onions. Is there, is that big hit there? Um, but yeah, the blues brothers, they did soul man. Soul man was a really big hit for them. That cover, this is a Wilson Pickett song that they remade. And this is kind of the version that they do in the movie. Um, but yeah, just a really fun, I think really fun music puts you in a good mood. Um, but yeah, so three, three great musicians and, uh, who, who were part of the stacked record family too, who were featured in our uh, season one episode with them as well. Yeah. I, I agree with all your notes. Like it's, I wrote that it's hard not to have a really large smile listening to this song, um, to the, the blues brothers ones. Everybody needs somebody to love. It's so upbeat, really addicting. Uh, just feels like a complete, like total crowd pleaser. Really loved it. And then on the, the Booker T and the MG song, I, you know, have just really grown to appreciate blues music in this last year since starting the podcast, because obviously, you know, getting into the podcast, starting to get into music, by no means an expert there's still so much to learn but started to dig into a lot of those pathways right like I'm obsessed with rock and so then what influenced rock and a lot of rock was influenced by blues music and so I've been starting to listen to some blues and it's just amazing like and so really happy to to have had this on the mix and and really enjoyed listening to it even with it being instrumental no lyrics to like listen to just as it's so good like i love blues music now and and it's uh it's awesome to again kind of like work your way backwards through musical genres and and start to connect the dots then going forward um as it all kind of worked together it's pretty cool it's cool stuff yeah yeah i agree um, all right, so coming down the stretch here, your next picks. You go with Soul Meets Body by Death Cab for Cutie and Natural Anthem by the Postal Service. Yeah, Ben Gibbard being the one who uh, moves between these two bands. I picked um, Soul Meets Body. So we've featured Death Cab and Postal Service before, uh, but any chance I get to put them on a mix, I'm, I'm going to take them because I absolutely love Ben Gibbard as a musician. I love these two bands. Postal Service is just like... It's like that album is just possibly the most perfect album, I think, of all time. It's so good. Um, but Soul Meets Body was also, it's a beautiful track. It's track two on the album Plans, which is one of my favorite from them. 
and just has lyrics that I absolutely adore, um, which he writes here, because in my head there's a Greyhound station where I send my thoughts to far-off destinations so they may have a chance of finding a place where they're far more suited than here. And I just love that notion of you listening, or you having thoughts that arrive at a bus station and you pack them on a bus and send them somewhere else. I just think that's such a clever... um, (laughs) Such a clever way to describe that. And then similarly in, in the Natural Anthem song, which is, again, like a Sammer classic because it's got like this crazy long buildup and then lyrics right at the end. And, you know, it's largely instrumental, just a lot of sound, and then it just kind of drops. But I love the second verse. There's only two verses in the song. And there's just something about the very last line um, you know, he says, so please don't be upset at the portrait that I paint. It may be a little biased, but at least I spelled your name right. And it just, for some reason, <laughs> that just really sticks with me. I just love the sense of him, like, kind of telling a story. And it's like, yeah, it may be super biased, but hey, I got your name right. You know, like, <laughs> I, but at least giving you that courtesy. Um, that one has just always stuck in my head. So that's why I wanted to pick these two songs so I could get this on here. <laughs> I love that line. Nice. No, these are two good picks. And yeah, Ben Gibbard, I think when the lead singer is kind of the common thread, maybe mm-hmm. that's where you get more more similarities between the two groups. I don't know, but we've kind of seen different different versions of that uh, today with, with different bands. But um but yeah, I feel like there's a there's a pretty good through line with these two bands, but they're just different enough, right? Like the yes, two offerings yeah. are, are just different enough to be like, these are two different bands. But once you tell me, it's like, oh, you know what? Same lead singer. Obviously, vocally, that's going to be there, right? But but even the sound is different between the two bands. So it, it's just, you know, again, you kind of said it at the top of the show. That's one of the really interesting things about doing a mix like this because of the uh, you really get to compare and contrast you know, people's works with, with different people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And those two are, are pretty different. Um, but in the same ways they are in, in, in other ways, pretty similar. Anyway, it is really interesting. I love it. Speaking of groups that had like a lot of crossovers, um, your next two picks, you've got Renegades of Funk by the amazing Rage Against the Machine and then Hail to the Chief by Prophets of Rage. Uh, even some similarity in the names there. I love that. But tell me about this, these two groups. Yeah, so mainly what got me thinking of this originally was Tom Morello, because I know he's involved in some different groups. But in yeah. this case, he had uh, Tim Comerford and Brad Wilk, who were part of Rage Against the Machine, with him in the super group, if you will, uh, Prophets of Rage, because they had Be Real from Cypress Hill, and then Chuck D and DJ Lord from Public Enemy also joined them. Um so yeah, just a couple of really cool songs. I mean, Prophets of Rage were together for maybe three years, and um, they put out, uh, you know, I think some really good stuff. You know, these songs are not for, um, they're pretty defiant, both lyrically, but yes. I, I think what's uh, amazing, what stands out to me is that they sound defiant, right? Like, even if you just turned off the lyrics to these songs, there would be kind of that there's just something defiant about the the sound overall. Maybe it's the drums, um, but certainly Tom Morello on the guitar on both of these really stands out. But um, yeah, I mean, just really, I, I don't know. I just, I just love both of these, uh, both of these groups and um, just, I, I just love it, you know, kind of getting in the vein of, of getting you fired up. right? <laughs> like yes. I talk about it a lot, but I think both of these bands would definitely fall in that category of getting you pumped up. I agree. 
You know, it's amazing. I, I love Tom Morello. I love Rage Against Machine. I had not heard of Prophets of Rage, so I, I'm really excited to my earlier note um, that now I have a bunch more music that I can throw onto a lot of mixes of mine. And you're absolutely right. Like, the lyrics are, are super powerful in Hail to the Chief. Uh, they're powerful in both, but w- even without them, yeah, it's just, it sounds, it, you're right, it sounds defined. I can't add anything to what you just said. And also, I will plug here, <laughs> if you've never seen Tom Morello play the guitar, just search on YouTube. There's like a lot of videos of him playing the guitar. It is incredible. <laughs> it's, it is really, <laughs> really crazy and different. And he plays without cutting the, the chords on the end of his guitar. And like, he can just do crazy wild things with it. So it's worth, it's worth looking at him. Um, and like watch him use this instrument in like a very unique way. I think, I think that's like such a signature sound to Rage and and to this one and to any other like band where he makes an appearance because every now and then he'll he'll pop in and, and do like a cameo and and you hear him, you immediately know when he's playing like you just immediately know it and it's incredible. Yeah, very distinctive sound. But yeah, you're right. He's just just incredible. Like some of the live versions where he just kind of goes off. It's it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Um, All right, let's wrap things up here. You've got Feeling This by Blink-182 and The Adventure by Angels and Airwaves. Yeah, so Tom DeLonge uh, being the the through line here. uh, Lead vocals, guitars, and keyboard. Started, uh, joined Angels and Airwaves. And yeah, like I I like, I remember listening to this way back in the day because I was obsessed with Blink-182. And then I just liked how this is one of the ones where it seems really similar. Like you can play kind of blink music and then you can play angels and airwaves and you're like, right. Yes. This sounds like just, it it could be a track on a blink 22 album. Um, but different enough to where I just, I really liked some of the topics they went into, you know, it wasn't, they didn't have like the kind of punk, like background that blink 22 had or that the luggage that they had. So it could just be kind of like a rock band. Like I feel like there was like a lot of this kind of music um, around the time that, that this album was out. And I just really in particular love this song, the adventure because it's just like saying basically enjoy the ride. Uh, it's kind of got a message of hope here. There are these lyrics that I absolutely love, which is I'm the first to know my dearest friends, even if your hope has burned with time Anything that's dead shall be regrown, and your vicious pain, your warning sign, you will be fine. And at a time when, uh, you know, again, the world could move, could really use some glimmers of hope. Uh, I think it's just a nice reminder that, like, you know, you gotta. Sometimes you just have to be there for the ride and and hope and just hold on to it that that something better will be around the corner. So, I, uh, yeah, I wanted to end on on that note of just like sometimes. It can be really stressful with what's going on, but you just have to hope and, 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 you know, as much as you can be there for the ride. So love these two bands. And yeah, Tom is like so, so talented, obviously. That's uh, that's great. I was not, you know, kind of like you said, just, just a moment ago, how you didn't really know Prophets of Rage and you were kind of excited. Like I had no idea about Angels and Airwaves. But I really oh, nice. like this song, so I was kind of I'm kind of excited to kind of do a deep dive into that because uh, obviously I know a lot of Blink 182 and a lot of it, I just feel like they've gotten a ton of radio airplay. I don't I don't recall hearing Angels and Airwaves on the on the radio at right. all. Right. Um, but really good stuff. Like I agree. I love love the lyrics here. I even love the name of the album. We don't need to whisper. 
I don't yeah. know why that struck me so much, but I really like the name of that album. I like that um, too. But you're right. Yeah. D- different, but, but also a little similar uh, between these two bands. But yeah, I'm really excited to get into Angels and Airwaves. So um, yeah, great choice and great message to wrap up the, uh, the mix too. I like that. Awesome. Um, well, there you have it. Another super awesome mix for your collection. Okay. This time 24 tracks. 24 different groups so hopefully you you find something new in there that you can go and explore okay so so speaking of a high number samer we just crossed 50 episodes can you believe that i cannot believe that no it's incredible (laughs) that is wild can't believe it so if you're out there and you haven't sent you know left us a review if, if you're still a loyal listener thank you so much for listening obviously we love doing this um and so we love that that there are listeners out there. But please leave us a review so people could uh, can find us and uh, you know get get in on things and, and get in on the mixes just like you are. And follow us on Instagram at Super Awesome Mix. But we will get to work on another Super Awesome Mix for your collection. So for Samer, this is Matt, and we will see you next time. Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop DLMSupplyCo.com and enter the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's DLMSupplyCo.com.